Hey guys, hey, how's it going? I'm so excited to be here and to introduce to you a really amazing author. Um, before we get started, we're going to do a little promo to show you what this show is truly about. I know that seems like forever, but it's only 30 seconds, so it's kind of to give an intro to the people watching and also to the guest being interviewed, kind of an idea. Anyway, enough about me. Today I have a wonderful and amazing, a brilliant, the author Matthew Tandy with Jack's Secret Garden. This is so cool. I'm so excited. Please tell us about Jack's Secret Garden. Hi everybody, <laughs> thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, yeah, Jack's Secret Garden, um, basically a book. Um, the initial idea came about three years ago. Um, it'll start to tie up because my son is only just over three years old. So when he was born, uh, he was um, he was premature. He was premature by six weeks, and therefore it was quite a sort of quite a scary time around his birth. And he was uh, he was in hospital in an incubator for a couple of weeks. Mm. So. Uh, those days while he was in hospital I was going to sit with him throughout the day uh, my wife was with him at other times and obviously through the night she was in hospital with him as well but through the day I'd sit with him and um, I'd just keep him company and hold his hand and talk to him and make sure he knew I was there I started making up some stories for him and it was all about an idea that um, he kind of because he was in an incubator it was all about an idea that he was in this bubble and in that bubble, he could go and do whatever he wanted. It's, it kind of sounds like it's uh, it was ahead of his time because we're all in bubbles now <laughs> with COVID right. in the last few. Um, but yeah, so the first story uh, really came out of that, uh, just me sitting in the hospital and kind of telling him some things. But then, um, uh, so that was about three years ago, and then I didn't really do anything with it because obviously we have a newborn baby and okay. lots of things to, to do, and he, he's absolutely fine now. You know, he kind of came through everything and has proceeded to grow as almost as tall as me already. Um, yeah, so uh, it just, ideas kind of sat in a drawer doing nothing. And then one day I thought, you know, I actually had some quite good ideas in these stories. And I started planning it out a little bit more. And I thought, actually, that's kind of an amazing idea to sort of set out a series so that each one is a new adventure. Um, the secret garden idea comes yeah. from uh, basically where we live. Uh, <laughs> there's actually... Uh, there's a woods that backs onto our house and uh, the gateway into our garden from there is kind of kind of hidden, kind of obscured. Mm. So one day we were coming back with some friends and their kids and they said, oh, we're, we're going to go through the secret door and they're like, wow, you've got a secret garden, that's amazing. <laughs> so that was it, that was the two things kind of came together. My son is Jack and the secret garden. Nice. So basically the idea was that um, whenever he goes into this magical world, he goes through the gates um, I don't want to give too much of the story away, sure, sure, <laughs> um, sure. but he can he can kind of carry on what doing what he's been doing in the real world, but kind of majorly amplified. Mm -hmm. So it's just a step into a, a completely new world of imagination and adventure for him. 
so yeah, that's the, the first book is um, partially it's it's his story, but it's also kind of involving me and introducing him to this world and sort of saying, you know, here's what you can go and do, and I'm kind of his guide for this first one. Um, so that was released. Um, I published that on Amazon in July. So I had a quite productive lockdown with trying to release as many books as possible. And, uh, and I got the second one written, which is due to come out uh, in weeks, really. I'm just waiting on a, a few bits. And that's Jack's Secret Garden, but the, the second one is going to be called The Daredevil. And this was kind of based on the fact that, again, uh, just at the back of our house, I'm really writing from a lot of like things I see all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the back of our house, also next to the woods, there's, um, there's a, a playground, and it's got a children's skateboard ramp on there. Cool. So I was taking him one day on this little scooter and sort of going up and down the ramps and stuff like that. And I just had this idea. So now he's the daredevil. And it starts out with him in the backyard playing on his scooter. And then he goes in there and he basically becomes like evil can evil. <laughs> Jumping cars and buses and things like that. That is so cool. I love uh, your passion and your, um, you know, you're akin to looking at the world through his eyes and that's really kind you know that's really cool you know a lot of uh a lot of uh, us as adults it's, it's a little bit harder to kind of remember what our childhood was like or what the child's life is like today and it's different today right because of the whole pandemic and bubbles yeah. that we're living in and whatnot so cool i'm glad that this is out i'm glad that um, it's been you know published since July. That's cool. Um, so tell us a few things that you want the listeners and viewers to know by the end of this interview, a hundred percent without a doubt. Okay. Uh, well, I'd like to. I mean, you touched on it there. That it's nice about seeing the world through a child's eyes. Because yeah. I kind of half interrupted you there and said just a big kid myself basically <laughs> That's, I've spent lots of years where I've been able to be lucky enough to travel and uh, I play music as well I'm a musician and that's what I teach as well as my job so I'm kind of writing from a bit of my imagination and experience and sort of saying passing it on to him and you know it's kind of channeling my inner child through through my son's stories so that's one thing that I think I'd probably like to do listeners to know is that basically written a children's story written by a big kid at heart (laughs) 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 other things um yeah i wanted to let people know about how how i started the story there which was um about you know my my son's um shall we say difficult entry into the world um not an easy thing and uh it kind of challenges you and tests you, and, and certainly, you know, uh, for, for myself and my wife, it was a very, very difficult time. It was in November, so it was like bleak, dark winter sort of time, and, and uh, you know, it just kind of happened out of the blue, and yeah, six weeks earlier than expected. Um, but there is a way through this, and I think that's that's kind of what I wanted to sort of put forward as a message: is just that uh, there are things that you can, you know, you can look forward to, and you can. Yeah, so was he in the, uh, we call it the NICU, which is the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit? Yeah, he was in there for two weeks, and then we got him home, and within less than 24 hours, he developed a chill, and we had to go back to the other hospital Mm. in my city in Nottingham, and spent another seven or eight days there. So, yeah, the first 
first month or so of his birth was, was not a great time. Mm. And he was just, he was tiny, you know. He, <laughs> bless him, he, he came well ahead of schedule. It was the tiniest little thing, and we were just you know, terrified. But, you know, through his strength and perseverance and, and ours, you know, we all sort of pushed through and, and hey, he's a, <laughs> he's a happy three-year-old who's, uh, despite restrictions, he's in nursery today. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, uh, they're, they're allowed to do that at the moment here. Cool. Um, I don't know, like in the US, but in, in the UK, sure. schools are all closed at the moment, but nursery's okay. So, yeah, he's going great. <laughs> well, that's wonderful that he's doing great today, uh, you know, because of the, the entry that he had. Um, you know, a lot of people will relate to you in that regard because, you know... Um, premature babies are actually quite it happens a lot you know they come out yeah. like six weeks early two months early four weeks whatever and they're very very fragile and you know shout out to the nurses and the in that in the NICUs and the parents that have to go through that and so a lot of people will be able to relate to you in that regard you know I have a lot of listeners that have had those and also that will have that experience that maybe be pregnant now and then they're going to have their baby and then maybe it'll come earlier than time but the point is they do well and they grow up to be great and happy and 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 that's what's in strong and you know you went through that so that's awesome thank you for sharing that a lot of people don't i was lucky enough um through my, my sort of musical contacts and affiliations as well, I, I managed to put together a, a, an audio and video version of the book as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been giving that out for free on my website. It's on my YouTube mm-hmm. channel, Secret Garden Stories. Um, so for the for the, the NICU where he was born and for the children's hospital where he went to, I've sent them copies of the video and to his nursery as well, mm-hmm. just to show them as kind of like a, a thank you and here's what my, my son's doing. And I'm hoping when, when we get through the whole sort of virus stage at the mm-hmm. moment, and um, I'll try and do some uh, some live readings in the children's hospital and stuff. But as the books come out, I'll try and go in each time and, and do one. That is cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. I do the version of... Uh, I dress up as Wonder Woman and I do Zooms for children's hospitals. So I totally get what you're, what you're trying to do as well. And it can be done through Zoom still. So that's, yeah. you know, but it... You know, the interaction in real life is actually, like, priceless. So... Let's keep it going, you know? Okay, so back to Jack's Secret Garden. <laughs> the description to the book is in the description here, so y'all can link on it and click it and purchase it or read it. It's uh, Tell me the, the genre it's under at this point, I'd like to know. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, but still tell us. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's children's fiction, uh, but it's, it's adventure, fantasy, imagination, I suppose, the kind of the keywords that you, you try and search for with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's basically a story that starts out in a sort of relatively normal kind of thing and, and then when he's introduced to how he can go and explore this, this new world and how what he's doing can be can be amplified. Uh, so I said 10 times last time, I said 100 times this time. So it really is amplified. So yeah, that's it. That's when the story kind of takes on its, its thing of, Secret Garden. Um, I, I mentioned about being in bubbles. So the the first one again was based on me and him playing in the back garden, and we were we were blowing bubbles and doing those big ones that you wave around and stuff like yeah. that. And that's kind of where my first story came from. Uh, is the idea of him being in a bubble 
the incubator and him playing bubbles. He gets to float around this magical world in a bubble and exploring yeah. it. Go. <laughs> so. so it kind of gives me the, the vibes now that we're talking about it of uh, a little bit of like uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Little yeah. bit, little bit, okay, because there's an adventure and the kids and they go into this world and you know, but that that's more the line the witch in the wardrobe is more for like you know young adult and adult. So your version is for you know children. It's, it's you know more geared toward children, which is great because children need that. And uh, you know you can read the Jack Secret Garden to your children, and then when they start growing up, they can start learning how to read. You know when they start learning how to read, they can pick up Jack's Secret Garden. So make sure that you guys pick up Jack's Secret Garden, give it to your grandchildren, your your nieces, your nephews, your family, your friends, schools, you know, all these people, places, public libraries, you know, let's get it going. The nice thing, the nice thing that's happened that um, a lot of parents who have read it to their children have given me some great feedback and said, I don't know about my child, but I really enjoyed it as well. <laughs> so that's a good thing. It just kind of like seems to hit the points with, with most different age groups as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. So you're a writer. Awesome. Tell me what you, and then I talked a little bit about what I talked about, but, but now let's move on to your influences and your author inspirations. What do you like to read and indulge in? Um, to be fair, I mean, I've, uh, I've kind of, stuck with children's stories <laughs> I, I loved reading stuff when I was growing up things like Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe was one definitely yeah. uh, a lot of the Roald Dahl books yes. you know he did um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory whichever you want to call it um, yeah he, he wrote some amazing stories um, yeah. again they're just kind of a bit Perfect. childish but a bit landish and a bit weird and stuff yeah um, there's a guy called uh, Spike Milligan who I was a big mm-hmm. fan of as a kid. Uh, he's, a, he's a comedian, but he wrote poetry. Okay. Um, so I think th- those two influences have kind of led to the way that I wrote this story because I've done it all in, in poetry as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's all in poetic verse. Um, and the whole thing kind of trips off the tongue quite nicely. And another one more recently is uh, Julia Donaldson who okay. wrote The Gruffalo, Room on the Broom. Yeah. Oh, I see. But, yeah. And um, again, she writes all of hers in, in poetic verse. So I think I kind of took those influences when I was writing. In terms of what I read, I'm not really much of a, a fiction reader. I, I tend to read um, more sort of historical books and yes. factual books. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I'm a musician, so I read a lot of, uh, yeah, I suppose uh, musical biographies and things like that. I really do enjoy. And, yeah, that kind of cool. hits with <laughs> the inner rock star, I suppose, as well, that I never managed to fully get out of. I hear that. Well, as a creative and artist, um, I also read, uh, you know, (laughs) business strategy books. So, you know, it's not just one side, right? It's like um, we're human, so we're multidimensional and we have different. 